You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. This is podcast episode number 1,142. And boy, are we lucky today because we have a returning guest. We don't do that a lot here on Critical Mass Radio Show. We, uh... Rarely have guests come back, but I've invited Jody Duva, who is vice president for Cox Business Group, to come back on the show and to share more about not only what their company has been doing and is doing to help the startup community here in Orange County, but also what they continue to do to service small and mid-market companies, what we call SMB in the greater Orange County and now Orange Coast, which runs up the coastline to Santa Barbara, which is Jody's responsibility. Jody, welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. Thanks, Rick. Glad to be here. So. Maybe for those people who didn't hear your first interview on the radio show, let's start by asking you maybe to share a story, kind of help them understand you as a business person and executive. Sure. A story from my path. I always find this one fun to tell. I think that going into technology and starting out with technology sales and moving through the leadership ranks really had a lot to do with some things that had happened to me when I was younger one of those things being having probably one of the worst teachers on record Uh-oh. for AP Calculus my senior year in high school. So I went into this class excited. I loved math. I had come off a great experience with a previous teacher, was really fired up for some amazing calculus, right? Very exciting for everyone. And I had a teacher that basically told us day one that women can't do math. That he doesn't know why women take his class. I'm serious. He actually said that. And must have been tenured, right? Because I don't think you'd get rid of those teachers that easily. And um, instead of kind of taking that and letting it defeat me, I decided that that was going to be something that I was going to overcome. Okay. And I worked really hard all year to prove him wrong and to overcome every obstacle that he threw my way. Not only did I use that story to tell for my college entrance exam essays, but I really kind of took it as a personal mission and told myself... It doesn't matter what other people tell me I can do. I can accomplish anything I want. I was fortunate to be raised by a single mom who worked really hard. Mm-hmm. We didn't have much. We, I grew up on food stamps and free lunches. But one thing I always had was support and encouragement. And again, she really reinforced that I could be anything I wanted to be. So I, in the line of work that I'm in, I face a lot of times bosses or customers, colleagues that think, She must not know what she's talking about because she's a woman in a male-dominated field. And there's nothing I like more than proving them wrong and showing them through my expertise that I am a whole lot more than than meets the eye. So I've kind of taken that as my personal mission, and I feel like that's helped me to become who I am and is something that still drives me today. Interesting story. Thank you for giving us such a real and personal story. That is, and the unintended consequence of that is it gave you a great essay for your college entrance exam. Absolutely, because who knows what to write about when you're 17 exactly. years old. Exactly, and, and they all probably read similar, and they're not that interesting most times, but this one was probably very uh, memorable for the people that read it. I hope so. All right, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We've started out strong with Jody Duva. Uh, in the open, I said, 
because I, I know your brand both as a customer, in the spirit of full disclosure, been a customer of Cox for quite some time, since the 90s. Uh, I was a high-speed internet customer when you guys were, in my opinion, just getting the technology figured out. And now I've got super fast. But anyway, I digress. It's not about me, it's about you. I know that you serve as a wide range of clients across the, your span of responsibility, but help our audience to understand what is the most successful niche or where do you see your organization really being able to help clients? Sure. So, um, again, I'm in charge of Cox Business for Orange County, Palos Verdes, Santa Barbara. But overall, we're, and we're the commercial division of Cox Communications, for those of you who don't know that. So we provide voice, data, and Internet service for more than 300,000 small businesses, small and mid-sized businesses across the country. So small and medium-sized businesses, as you said earlier, makes up 80% of the customers we serve. So they really are our foundation. And what's exciting to me is that we have these lasting relationships. You said yourself, even though it was started on the residential side, um, we build these relationships and we really work hard to be viewed as a technology partner mm -hmm. so that we can serve the needs of small businesses and help them grow into large enterprises. So one of the great exciting things that we get to do is to help our customers use technology and to watch them grow and just to be a part of that. We also serve verticals and large enterprise customers as well. But again, the foundation of who we are is small and medium businesses. Right. And to be clear, I did start it as a, as a residential connection because I needed it when I moved to Rancho Santa Margarita. We needed some kind of high-speed internet, and Cox was seemed to me to be the best play. And now, Critical Mass for Business, which is my business, I run it out of... The global headquarters is one of my extra rooms in my house. And because I do a lot of webinars and training, your fastest performing internet connection for me is awesome and highly reliable. So uh, I've been able to see the value of you continuing to invest in the infrastructure. And Cox must be investing significantly in the backbone and the in, in infrastructure that allows all these businesses to connect. Because where would you be today without an internet connection for your phone? Absolutely. I mean, it's critical. We've invested over $15 billion to upgrade our network in the last uh, 10 years. And we expect to invest another $10 billion oh over the God. next five. Wow. So we've condensed that timeline, and that really will help us to make sure that our network's being modernized and secure to comply with regulation, sensitive data, and really just to provide excellent service and to continue to grow as the needs of our customers grow. Right, right because that, that Internet connection is, is the lifeblood for many companies Absolutely. with the website and social media, and also their phone systems are running digital. So, I mean, it is to be without that is, is right up there with being out without electricity now. Right? Absolutely. I mean, you, you can't really run your business if you've lost your connection to the world from a digital perspective, and you guys provide that for your clients. Absolutely. All right. So uh, what people may not know is that Cox, as a, as a business, is actually a family business, too, right? I mean, it, it's huge, but it's a family-run business. Can you speak just to that? From sure. Your... Yeah. I mean, we were founded by James M. Cox, and he started out in newspaper, bought a newspaper, um, and started the company. We are still privately owned and we are run by a family member. Alex Taylor runs Cox now and he is the he's a fourth generation of wow. the Cox family. So and we really do operate like a business not only internally and in how we treat our customers or our employees but also taking that out to our customers and making sure that we're treating our customers the way we would want to be treated and really trying to understand what drives them, what motivates them and treat them like a family too. It's really important and that's what makes Cox, one of the great places to work, but also 
fuels us to be invested in the communities we serve, supporting our customers, giving back, and all of those great things. It, it really is a great place to be. Yeah, it's amazing to me, or interesting at least, not amazing, interesting to me how many places I go and I see sponsorship by some division or group within Cox. I see your business focus in a lot of business places, but I also see it in charitable, non, non, supporting nonprofits and really being a, a part of the community, which I think is a an important cultural piece for your company as well. I, and, I, and I saw your brand the last time when we went to the competition mm -hmm. for the Get Started OC. And and Cox wanting to help these early stage companies get a platform for uh, visibility and, and for investment. That was an awesome event, and I've been to those before, so it's glad to see that you're using your brand to help these early stage entrepreneurs get recognition and then some funding. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, such a great event, and this year's was amazing. I think that the quality of the pitchers and the people that apply every year to pitch has just got improved and gotten better. We've done five of them in Orange County. They get better every year. This year we did at the House of Blues, which was super exciting and right. a really great venue. Um, but as I said earlier, it's really exciting to get in with these customers at the ground floor. And every customer is important to us, whether it's someone running a business out of their home office or, you know, a large <laughs> multinational. But it's so exciting to get in with someone and then watch them experience tremendous success and watch them grow. Right. And I think some of the people that pitched will absolutely have tremendous success. Yes. Uh, um, I had each of the finalists, I interviewed them during the event, and I played their audio back here in a special edition of the Critical Mass Radio Show. And I was impressed with all of them. Uh, but the lady that won the, the the award, uh, her business model, being a, a scientist and engineer, mm -hmm. was really very compelling because yeah. as an engineer would, she seemed to have it all kind of dialed in and figured out. Yeah, absolutely. So that was awesome. You know, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, relatives, because our audience tends to be mid-market business owners and CEOs, both here in Southern California, but actually across the country. How are SMB companies using technology to be able to drive their company forward and stay competitive? against their bigger brethren and other companies? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question, Rick. I think that for SMBs, technology and the connectivity it enables, it's really critical to their growth. Small business owners need the ability to better understand and communicate with and deliver value to the, the customers they serve. We actually participated in a survey with Forbes Insight and Cox Business. We interviewed over 200 small and medium businesses, and over 50% of them said increased efficiency is the biggest benefit from using technology. So um, we see connectivity, that connectivity, and, and being able to communicate and reach those customers. Connectivity is what enables their existence. It allows small and medium businesses to build products and services, to operate more efficiency, efficiently, excuse me, to connect with customers, to use digital marketing to expand their reach. I mean, so many things, the possibilities are really endless, right. depending on how creative that small business is. But again, it's the connectivity that really drives their success and positions them to be a, a serious player, no matter what size they are. You know, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, the 1990s, I mean, that's the previous century. I get it. But, you know, if you've been in business for any period of time, the 90s doesn't seem like that long ago. But we were using dial-up modem. Scary. Right? Frightening. And, and connecting to AOL or CompuServe. And email was like a fascinating thing. The, to be in your space and having your customers' expectations every year continue to go up. I mean, video is the next great way to brand and market. Mm -hmm. And that requires quite a 
big piping connection from your company to the marketplace. And so the demands, the investment that Cox is making, you really have to make to stay current with the needs and demands of your clients, I would expect. Absolutely. And just, again, partnering and helping them understand how to enable the technology to grow and how to use it. We have customers, hundreds of customers in fields like architecture, digital media, engineering, and they're, if you think about, they're moving right. massive amounts of data. Right. And so they're uploading to servers, they're sharing files, they're working together. And so internet speed and connectivity, without that, they will their business will fail. Right. We've got businesses, really exciting and smaller warehouse-type businesses, where customers are making all of their their warehouse operations wireless. So they're employing barcoding systems to track inventory and loading product data, which helps them find it faster and get the product out to customers faster. Right. So again, all of that requires that connectivity. On That's really the foundation. Right, because if you're in that industry, customers' expectations are set by Amazon.com. And if you don't have a customer experience that is similar, people aren't going to want to do business with you because now they know what it could be. And so that must be a challenge for Cox to be able to provide the technology and the capability and the training and, and information for your clients that are the SMB clients that can't have the IT budget that a Cox, that a Amazon.com might have, right? Yeah, and we're fortunate. We Our delivery times to get customers that connectivity are super aggressive, really fast. We I can't tell you how many customers call us and say, I won't name any other companies, but they <laughs> they failed to deliver on moving in tomorrow. Can you help me? And nine times out of ten, we can. I mean, right. we can get you that service. We can roll a truck because, again, that's local service. We have local in-house Cox technicians that can come out and configure and install and get people up and running. So that is really a great part of being such a local company and having such a local presence. Right. And and your responsibility as a vice president is what, Jody? At Cox Business, I have uh, sales and sales operations for Cox Business. So I have the teams that go out and meet with customers, that help come up with solutions to meet their business needs. I have sales engineering that kind of helps on the technical side to configure solutions. And then once the order is completed, I have the team that basically works through the project management process and getting the customers installed. And how long have you been in this role? I have been in this role here in Orange County for four years. Okay. I've been with Cox for 14. For 14. Mm-hmm. Were you always in the business on the business side? Yes. Okay. So you must have seen in 14 years, I mean, a lot of changes to the type of technology that you're able to offer your clients. Oh, absolutely. And And it's, you know, there's a lot of changes. You mentioned some of them. A lot of companies moving towards... Uh, a managed service. So, for example, I don't just sell you the phone line, but I also give you the phone yes. to use with the phone line. You right. don't have to go buy an expensive phone system. So we're seeing a lot more of that desire, especially for the small and medium-sized businesses, to have us be that really full-service provider sure. and to be able to provide you know, an internet connection, a phone, a phone number, all of those things. I think the other big change that we've seen over the years is just that change in the size of the pipe or the bandwidth that customers want. Right. You mentioned earlier people used to use dial-up, and that's frightening, right? Can you remember the little noise and the (laughs) dialing? It's giving me chills. But, you know, and then it moved into people had a T1, and that's 1.5 megs. And then the next phase was... 10 megs and everyone thought that was huge and you know 100 meg is the new 10 meg even for small business i mean you the bandwidth 
required to run some of the applications has grown significantly. And as more and more SMB companies are using cloud computing for their storage and their applications, they're on the internet almost continuously because nothing really is on-premise. Very little is on-premise and resides. So again, to that point, the, the, the reliability of the internet connection is life and death for many businesses. I mean, I don't mean to sound extreme, but you're down. If you're down, you're down for doing business like you're used to doing it, like not having electricity. Absolutely. Some would argue that they'd rather have internet and no electricity, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, running water. It doesn't matter. As long as I can get on the internet, I don't need anything I else. know my 12-year-old would make that argument. <laughs> yeah, and probably some of us would as well. You know, I wonder, my latest book is Killing Cats Leads the Rats. It's about unintended consequences of strategic business decisions. And so I'm wondering, have you had the opportunity where you made a recent strategic decision or some decision where you thought you knew what the outcome was going to be, but you got a little bit surprised, Jody, in the outcome? And if so, do you have a story that you might be able to share with us about that? Uh, sure. I think uh, the first thing that comes to mind wasn't necessarily a, a personal decision, but more of a company-level decision that okay. lots of us were involved in. And that was creating what we call a center of excellence for our simple customer install. So if you think of just like a simple cable modem or a couple phone lines, something pretty basic, not a lot of configuration. Um, the idea was to create these centers, and the goal was to having a more consistent customer experience across okay. all of our markets. So where some markets would install in a day or two and others would take longer, the goal was let's drive a more consistent customer experience and let's create these centers of excellence. The goal was to have faster turnaround to get to our customers faster because obviously we want faster is better, right? right? I think that the unintended consequence was that for some markets, including mine, unfortunately, the interval initially was actually extended mm. by making these changes. So here in Orange County, we had and continue to have some of the best intervals in the business, as I mentioned. I right. mean, if, if you really need us there the next day, in most cases, we will be. This standardization initiative, which was aimed at improving the customer experience, actually missed the mark slightly. Wow. But what it allowed us to do was really look at what we were doing locally and, and how were we doing better and pulling in resources and partnering with the center and helping them to learn from what we were doing, share experiences, best practices, looking at um, training gaps, market nuances, and really help us get back to the pre-standardization intervals, but also help drive continued improvement for the other markets. So I think overall we got there, right. but there was probably a hiccup with an unintended consequence there sure. in the middle. Right. That's an, that's an awesome story because sometimes when you standardize, you reduce the flexibility that the individual departments and organizations had to meet customer needs. Absolutely. And you have to figure out how to blend those two together, sort of what I'm hearing. We have a few minutes left. I was wondering, where do you go as a leader in your organization for outside perspective and ideas? And, you know, we're about peer learning here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. And I'm just wondering, as a business executive and a leader, where do you go to get ideas and influences beyond the culture and the company that you work for? Sure. Um, I think that's so important. And, and I know you said beyond. I'm in a small – so Cox Enterprises owns a lot of different – divisions and lots of different companies within Cox. It's not just Cox Business and Cox Communication, but, you know, Automotive, Mannheim, Kelly Blue Book. So I have, I'm wow. fortunate that there's leaders across the business within Cox Enterprises that have very different perspectives sure. than me. So I like to look there. Um, but I would say that it's so important to get those outside influences and insights and um, looking at people in other fields and verticals, finding out how they're doing something, what ideas they might have, 
whether that's just through networking or talking about business issues or, you know, getting together for a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, whatever you prefer, talking about those issues. So I personally serve on three boards and I do a lot of community outreach. So I have access to lots of great contacts across OC and beyond. And I really make it a point to spend time networking, sharing ideas, and really learning from other leaders. That's very important. Thank you for sharing that. Final, next to final question. I have one more and then the real final question. All right. Uh, Can you share your core philosophy that you're using to lead and grow your part of Cox? Sure. Okay. Um, I think, you know, first and foremost is just leading by example. I tell my people every day that it's easy to be a good leader when things are going well. Mm. But it's how you react and lead when times are tough that really show what type of leader you are. I say be passionate and be yourself and bring your whole self to every situation. I like to say, and it's you know not my quote, but be yourself because everyone else is already taken. <laughs> so I like to bring that unique approach, who I am. I think that there's no surprises. People will, will thank me for being candid and for bringing myself. Right. And then finally, I'd just say always have a really clear message that everyone can rally around. Make sure they understand what's being asked of them and what the strategic priorities are. Because without that, I just feel like people, they're not as invested and they don't maybe don't understand the goals or what they're working for. So the more you can do to communicate and to really share those priorities and the focus areas and really what you're trying to accomplish you will bring so many people along with you. Well, that's excellent. And a lot of what you said is in our latest book, Killing Cats Leads the Rats, about how to avoid unintended consequences. You touched on a number of those. Thank you, Jody. My real last question is simply, how does someone learn more or get in touch with your business? How do they find you? All right. Well, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me there. Okay. You can find us on LinkedIn at Cox Business. We have website coxbusiness.com or coxblue.com which is more our social site or you can follow us on twitter at coxbusiness or at cox california okay and jody you spell your last name d-u-v-a so those of you that want to connect with her on linkedin that's how you find her thank you for being back on the show a friend of the program and a part of the critical mass community i've enjoyed it thank you so much for having me it's my pleasure and i'd like to thank our engineer for today none other than paul roberts and our producers without whom we would not be able to do this show joan park crystal nunley and Haley stern if you'd like to connect with me on social media let's start on linkedin i'm richard franzi f-r-a-n-z-i and until the next show i hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction you have been listening to critical mass radio show business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to ceos who are leading middle market companies with your host richard franzi 